Bluff right, City NIL is an official partner of Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your subscription and donation of Bluff City Media or NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. So we thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Lasley. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. What up, what up, what up, what up, TJ? What's up? Man, I think we uh, set the goal of 2-0 every week. Uh yeah, we didn't hit it. And we didn't hit it. So it's been a good week, but not a great week, you know? But not to jump right into Houston because we'll talk about UCF first. I don't think there's not good wins, but if there ever, I mean, good losses. But if there ever was one, yesterday was one. See, so wait, you don't think there are bad losses? Good, good losses. losses? I don't There's like definitely it. good losses. There's like bad it. losses and there's good like, losses. I don't like a good loss. Just win everything. Losing's not the objective. Anyway, before we do it, what do we have tonight? Like, I have to cup it with my Ooh. hand so that you guys can see it with the uh, background. The bomb. We're working with the uh, good folks over at Wiseacre. This is Tiny Bomb. This is like, I think, one of the OGs of Memphis Breweries. Like, I. I would say this is one of the first ones around, right? Oh, it is the OG, the American Pilsner that is from the good folks at Wiseacre. Mm. A classic, a staple, if you will. A go-to for me. That's not the good. first time we've had this. Oh, absolutely not. Had this many times. I don't think I've ever actually like really honed in on it, though. So this is nice to have that kind of like first up... Uh, Little run with it. What do you mean, hone in on it? You just pound them. Yeah, never really yeah, absolutely. In the, never no, enjoyed like... the. No, I've never like focused on. It. I normally just crush them and then call it a day. But I've never well, looked at the can, the palate, and let it sit for a second. I've never really paid attention to the can. Honestly, I, I get that there's a bomb on it, but that's really about it. Uh, I've never really paid attention to it either. Exactly. And this one is one of the OGs until today that there was a bomb. Yeah. (laughs) So it would have known. All right, Tej, we were in the house on Thursday for uh, a wild, wild ending. Yeah. Just a weird game all in all. It felt like we were about to run them out of the gym. You were up what? Seven, 19 to four. They had one point for like seven minutes. Uh, KD came out hot, firing away, knocking down his jumper. First basket made him the uh, career points leading uh, point scorer in the American. So shout out to KD for that. Every point he scores from here on out is just uh, just increasing the uh, record there. So uh, we'll see how high he can get. But started out looking good. How much higher that would be had he not spent that time at TCU. Oh, I mean, yeah. If he had been in the American all along, five years of playing, I mean, that may not get broken. Well, same with, we're same coming with Tyler, up, right? Yeah, we're coming up on the end of uh coming up on the end of the COVID extra year, right? We're about to go yeah. back to guys only getting four years. So that's a record. Yeah, that's that, right. If you'd had five full, it could have it might have stayed. That's wild. Mm. It might still stay given the uh, direction of the conference after this year. We'll see. Unless a, a Memphis Tiger can overtake it. Uh, but no, it started out, seemed like a good game. Felt like you're gonna run them off the floor. Yep. Uh, and then with like what four minutes left in the half, 
AD goes down and we could hear him from where we were sitting. Screaming. Yeah. Screaming. I mean, I legitimately thought his and our entire college basketball season was over at that point in time. He was laying in Kenny's lap and screaming as loud as possible. He was pretty close to Kenny. I'm sure Kenny actually got a lot of still shots of him screaming. And then he realized, I, uh, like, Dan, that's probably in the time. I hope that Kenny didn't have the camera up in his face while that was happening. I will say, I didn't realize that he live game action. I thought it was on the land, right? I thought he landed somehow. And yeah. it was when he took off in the lane. Um, yeah. Which kind of makes sense because he did throw up a little bit of a crazy shot. So it's like he rolled his ankle and he's just getting rid of the ball. But yeah, you know what? You you don't see him. He doesn't wear any sort of brace for as bad as this dude's ankles are. <laughs> I mean, surely I know he probably tapes him up. I'm sure he gets to him all sorts of stuff done. But I mean, if you're just you're just driving the lane and you're turning the an ankle without stepping on anybody or anything like. Let's brace this man up. Get him some of those Steph Curry braces. Yeah, especially for a guy that I think Penny has stated has rolled his ankle three or four times this season already. I guess maybe not all this season. Somewhere some preseason stuff. They legitimately said preseason he he sprained his ankles four times. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not sure that <laughs> that's normal in any – like four times. Yeah. I may have – I've I played a lot of basketball in life. I may have had four total sprained ankles. In all of my basketball playing days, maybe he's just not comfortable in them. In his ankles, well, comfortable in braces. He's probably not comfortable in his ankles either. If he's turning them that much, I'm looking at. I'm trying to look at this picture and see what shoes he's wearing. I can't get a read on him. I don't know, but I will also say, PG's yesterday maybe? he he went through warmups and didn't have any sort of brace or anything. It's like, what are we doing? You'd think you may learn DT or somebody help him out over there. Get him some braces. Wrap him up. I'm sure they're doing good stuff for him, but it may just be a comfort thing. He doesn't like the way the shoe fits. Yeah. Anyway, um, for a little while, you were able to – I think when he went out, we were up maybe seven or eight. Ended up extending it to 13 at one point. You felt okay still. Um, But when he went down, I mean, you're – truly left without a point guard. Alex wasn't back yet. Um, Katie's gone. It's like, I think they they tried several different people. Elijah rolled with uh, point guard. Jaden tried it. Um, you had a little point forward with DeAndre. <laughs> but we hit that 10 and a half minute mark left <laughs> in the second half. And TJ, we got three shots off. DeAndre scored at 10-23. We... Got a goaltending call about the midway point of that. And then our final bucket in that span was Jamaria's layup at the mm. seven second mark of the second half, the go ahead bucket to win the game. The go ahead lefty bucket. The go ahead lefty over as if it wasn't hard enough. First round. He's going to be first rounder, right? Hendricks. Yeah, probably. First probably. rounder contested. I will say, one, I thought the layup was wrong. I didn't think that was going in. For a second, it hung on the rim, and I was like, oh, gosh, he just missed it. Two, I'm a little bit surprised he didn't try to dunk it on his head. That's fair. I Smart play, though. Just going up with the left, comfortable with the left, using the body, other arm, shielding, beautiful play. Be honest with me. Were you... Were you one of the ones yelling foul, foul, I was foul. not yelling foul, and I will be I honest. I sure as hell was. I would, I, I would not lie. I, I, there were a lot of people around us yelling foul. I was not yelling foul because, to be quite honest with you, I didn't realize the shot clock was off. But I heard everybody yelling foul. I looked up. There were 17 seconds left, and I saw the shot clock wasn't on. And right when that all happened, Damari gets a hand on it, knocks it away. Shout out to J-Law, too, because he didn't just try to I would to say it was around. J-Law. I was like, oh. He didn't try to grab the ball and call timeout or anything. We know how that's worked out before. If yeah. we had gotten that ball on the ground, called a timeout, 100%, we're shooting a three. Down yeah. one. Guarantee it. Don't want it's that. happened four times this year already. <laughs> that was the best case scenario. No foul, loose ball, 
J-Law tap ahead, finish the bucket. And then shout out to freaking DeAndre staying back and walling up. Down there on the other end, no foul. You could tell. walled up, my guy. I thought they, that was going in too, or they were going to call you, a foul. UCF did not think that layup was going in. When the whole thing happened, you could tell. they, what, they our were layup? Just in, yeah, they were in complete oh, panic. Yeah, they didn't think it they was going no in because they'd already yep. stopped 15 fast breaks for us to either coming from behind and picking a pocket or coming from behind and stuffing us at the rim. Yeah. I thought just, for sure uh, it was about to happen again. It was definitely um, a, a crazy, well, I don't even say last 17 seconds That's of what, a game. Like, I can't remember I a game that ended like that, like felt like it truly came down on the wire and we won on like a last second play. Yeah. I mean, one that does stick out was the uh, – I don't know, that Katie fadeaway three was pretty sick. I meant in the form. Yeah, yeah, I got you though. It wasn't a fadeaway three though. You're talking about a temple. Uh, yeah, where he shot it from behind the goal. Yeah, I guess it was yeah, in yeah. a three though. But in the form, I don't – the one that does come to mind, it wasn't a made bucket really though, but it was the Houston game precious this year. So 2020 here when we – we locked them down. They had the Houston had the ball last, uh, like whatever, 20 seconds or whatnot. And we stopped yeah. them and held them there. That felt like it. But dude, that layup, when we got that steal, that layup went in. I was running up and down the aisle. Our buddy Jonathan had his shirt off and was way. If you, if you guys saw that right behind the uh, UCF bench, that was us. Me and TJ were with him standing on the seat, waving his shirt around. His wife didn't believe us when Amber didn't believe us when we got home. Uh, and then he took it his happened. jacket off, and his shirt was inside out. So at that point, she knew that we were not fibbing at all. So she also told us, uh, Amber, that uh, Demario's got ice water in his veins. Would you say that that was an ice water in your veins type of moment? I don't know if a layup at the buzzer is really ice water in your veins, but it wasn't even at the buzzer. But hey, it was clutch. I'll give him that. I don't, it's definitely not ice water. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not clutch. going that far yet. To yeah, get the back, to get the back tap, which hey, he credited Alo for that. Did you have you heard that? Did you hear it? Mm-mm. Post game, he credited Alo for uh, teaching him how that back tap. Okay, so shout out to Alo. Mm. Even when he wasn't in, even when he hadn't been playing, he's helping. Difference maker, difference maker on and off the court. Difference maker. That's what you bring guys back for that leadership on and off the court, right? Oh yeah. You think he's on the bench next year? GA? Mm, that's a good question. GA ALO? I don't know. I feel or like there's sick a... of all these Tiger fans talking crap about him and he's just ready to be out of here. Yes. And I think someone would pay him to play, even if it's Turkey or Slovakia or somewhere. Somewhere overseas would pay him to play. I, I've seen worse guys. Can we have a moment of silence for Turkey? Amidst the earthquakes last week, and TJ's bringing up Turkey. I did. I was just naming a random country over there that plays basketball. It's fine. Where did Will um, play? Israel? Will? Yeah. Or was he Turkey? He played a couple different places. Didn't he play in uh, Greece for, I don't know. Check out the Will Coleman show. We'll probably talk about it. Shameless plug for our friend Will. Did you say Israel? I don't know if he played in Israel. I said Israel. Yeah. Well, all in all, it ended up being a pretty ugly game, 64 63, yeah. but they figured out a way. You only, I just, you know what, I just, we only scored 20 points in the second Not half. good. Yeah. It was not good. But I also, you got to think like that's got to be so hard where everything is designed to go through KD for the most part. And when he's gone, you've got to figure out a new guy. And kind of like you touched on, they rotated several different guys in that position. Um, I would say probably Elijah McCadden, probably the most pseudo point minutes, I feel like, in that second half. And I mean, he, of, he brought the ball up, I guess, is how I should word that. Yeah. To me, I and, don't know how anybody – I feel like he handles the ball the best of who was left. Just get, like, with the dude on his hip coming up the floor, like – Yeah. He does get pickpocketed a lot, but – I, it's hard to blame him. I don't think that's a natural position for him, right? Oh, so yeah. it's just—I mean, it's, it's not just a natural different. position for anybody that was left, right? And that's what makes yeah. it tough too. Is like, 
well, we'll talk about Houston in a second, but in the middle of a game makes it much more difficult, right? It's not like they came into UCF knowing Kendrick wasn't playing and had sure. a couple days practice or, you know, things that kind of put in place to be able to handle that. It was, yeah, hey, you've played 20 minutes almost, and now all of a sudden you just don't have a point guard anymore. So, yeah. Uh, but shout out to McCadden, by the way. He had a great game. That, he did. Hashtag He's, garbage man, whatever we want to call him, whatever his nickname is. I don't even want to call him garbage because I don't even he does I don't want to associate him with garbage. I know what you mean. Yeah, he just cleaned it up every, everything. He, he does everything, everything you need him to do. He has turned into the perfect role player for this team. Yeah. I mean, at every like whenever you need something, more often than not, it's Elijah yeah. getting it done. I'd Whether agree. it's a board, whether it's a putback. Whether it's, I mean, he went seven to eight from the free throw line the other night. That was huge. Yeah, he's just not, hitting free I mean, throws. He, yeah, he's like a what sixty percent free throw shooter, I think. And he was seven to eight the other night. Yeah, he's sixty two point yeah. five. Like, dude, just yeah, he's all over the place. Thirty seven minutes. Ended up with sixteen six and one assist, but. That's senior leadership, man. Four of five from the field, one and one from three. Yeah. It also helped that UCF did not hit from three the same as they did last time. That kind of helped us out a little bit. Horton yeah. was, I mean, uh, they not like a 29, but what they had the first go around, like 15 or something, 16. Something absurd. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice to get that one back. You felt like you deserved the first one. In yeah. Orlando, they probably, which I don't think they should, because we essentially led the entire game here too. Like, but given how mm -hmm. it ended, like they probably feel like we just stole one from them. Um, but hey, it was good to get out of there Thursday with, with the win, given the circumstances of uh, what happened with with Kendrick and kind of the situation you were put in, but. Um, then you move into yesterday and, you know, Katie was a day to day. We didn't know what was going to, if he was going to suit up or not. Um, yeah. Rumors kind of started flying that Alo and, and Malcolm were going to give it a go. So that was good to have them back, which they did. And then videos come out like an hour before and Kendrick's out there shooting around. So you're like, I mean, I know you and I both thought he was going to suit yeah. up. I was pretty surprised yesterday yeah. when he didn't give it just, you know, to me, I know he was in pain on the ground, but watching it back later when I'd got home, it really wasn't like a full roll of the ankle. Sure. And even Penny was like talking about it post game and later on in different forms that it was a low grade. Like he just tweaked it, which is what he's done sure. earlier in the year, right? Like he tweaked his ankle. He's talked about when he does that, it gives him severe pain in his foot. And on a night to night basis, it's just like whether or not he can tolerate it. In the previous yeah. games, several of them, he was able to tolerate it, and he came back in. So to me, I was also thinking, like, maybe it is a little more painful tonight. He feels like we can win this game against UCF without him. He just wants to be extra cautious because he really wants to play that Houston game back at home, back at home. in front of friends and family. Like, maybe he's just taking some precaution, just going to sit out the rest of the night, try to get a little extra, you know, rest before Houston. So I definitely thought he was going to play. Ended up not playing. And uh, that first half was ugly. Real ugly. And not Houston loved it, though. Not ugly in a sense that we just like mucked it up for both teams. Like it was ugly. Yeah, it was. I think Houston probably loved the first half because that's kind of the basketball that they want to play. Right. It's inefficient for for one team. They're not really the high. Well, I guess they do. They they score more now than they have in the past. I think they they do a pretty good job of putting up points, but it's not yeah. like the highest in the American or anything. I think we've touched on that. I think before. they're third. It's like yeah, it was us. I think Tulane jumped us after these mm -hmm. last two games where we've scored sixty four straight both times. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, the first half was rough, right? Penny said without Katie, they were going to try to have to muck it up. You didn't really know how much you were going to get out of Alex and Malcolm. We had heard that Alex mm -hmm. had practiced some earlier in the week, so at least he'd been like fully practicing. Malcolm, I don't think, had practiced and definitely hasn't 
cardio wise. So you're like, what is maybe 10 minutes out of him, right? Like, sure. Um, but Alex ended up playing what I think 30. Um, but that first half, we had 14 turnovers, I think, in the first, like, we were just so ineffective. We couldn't pass the ball. We like, we couldn't inbound the ball. We couldn't do anything. And Houston was all, I mean, I feel like they were playing at a, just a different pace than we were defensively and yeah. effort level. Not that our guys weren't playing hard. It was just like Houston looked much faster. Like, I don't know. They were just playing with such intensity. And I think at first it just kind of like rattles you, right? Like if you haven't, if you're not accustomed to that, but uh, they went into halftime and came back out in the second half and put up a fight. So I will, I'm going to applaud them because that was a damn valiant effort without your best player and your point guard in Kendrick yesterday. Yeah. It, it, it seemed like Houston knew without Kendrick, they could be a little more aggressive on defense and get some pokes and kind of steal the ball away. Cause like, you know, we've touched on it. Memphis doesn't really have that natural ball handler. I guess Alo is back now, but outside of Alo, he, he doesn't even look. I mean, and I know Penny said yeah, it's not the same. No, he looked 70 to me. Yeah, it, it's still not the same. I, I mean, mean, he was, he hasn't played, he even looked like he was games. maybe limping to timeouts yeah. at time, not full on limping, but you know what I mean? Like, was feeling sure he looked slower ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, he wasn't even – they were picking on DeAndre because I think they knew that without Kendrick, everything has to go through DeAndre. It's kind of obvious. It's just the pecking order for Memphis basketball. Yeah. And I think that was obvious too, right? You were asking a guy uh, in DeAndre who's who's not you know entirely too familiar with controlling the ball a lot of the times. And I have lost count the number of times he just tossed the ball into the post and you just – it's not even it just was him, never though. open. It's the whole and DeAndre does do it a lot. And it happened multiple times at the end of the UCF game, too. At UCF, yeah. <laughs> the damn soft lob entry passes into the post. They are they don't work. Why do we keep doing it? There were literally, I know two at the end of the UCF game, and then probably five or six yesterday in the first half. Yeah. Where we just kept doing we did it on inbounds from the baseline. It doesn't work. It's like they throw well, the timing is always off. Yeah. Well, and it's like they throw it thinking like a defender's not going to do anything to defend it. Like they think that it, oh, well, I'll throw this and they'll just let him catch it and then play defense. It's like, yeah, you threw the softest possible lob pass. Like, of course, they're going to try to jump up and deflect it or enter. Like, I don't know. I just, I cannot stand that lob entry pass. I don't yeah. want to see another one ever again. Oh, that I think that was actually probably the most frustrating thing of the game is that that one specific, I guess one specific, that one specific incident where he would just kind of loft tough, like just just the light lob. It just drove me nuts. I don't know. It was just how I, you said five. That is probably more than that, honestly. But I just, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you go in the half down 11, you turn the ball over 14 times. I'm not going to lie. I thought we were about to get run out of the gym. And I Absolutely. talked about it. I talked about it going into the game. Everybody had said, rest KD, you don't need him. A loss at Houston's not going to kill you. I played a little bit of the other side because a win at Houston literally was the, the, best, the best possible win. win that anyone in the country can get, the number one net team. So that would do – I mean, you, you win that game and uh, you're locked into the tournament yeah. given the timing of it. I mean, at this point in the year, like – Especially, yeah. I mean, if they'd been able to do it without Kendrick, a hundred percent, you're locked in. Yeah. But that was always my concern. Was like, I get it, rest guys, whatever. You can take a loss here, but you can't take a loss by forty, which Houston has done. They beat teams by forty. Yeah. Now Kevin Penny have a Kelvin Penny have a good relationship. So I didn't think Coach Champson was going to do that to us, really. But I don't know. I think. Given the circumstances, I mean, that's a heck of a result yesterday. They battled their asses off in the second half. You cut it to four. You cut it to five and had the ball multiple times in the last three minutes. Like, I mean, just a heck of an effort after getting down. I think, what, we were down 13 in the first half. The yeah, the line 13, for the 14. game was 13 and a half, and you were almost down 14 at halftime. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we, we've talked about them already, but – 
of course, DeAndre had a good game. He's going to. I mean, he's 42 years old. He's playing a man against boys, essentially. He should continue to do this, right? I, I think that he's been on a tear lately, and there's nothing that – if he can do it against Houston, literally no one on the schedule should be able to stop him, right? Yeah. But uh, where I was going was Elijah McCadden again. You know, not necessarily – huge yesterday yeah and it wasn't like he was hitting three after three or doing something that was um maybe uncharacteristic of him i think he went one of three from three which is about on par for what he is as a shooter but that's all he wasn't just hitting yeah and it wasn't just that it was hitting the free throws it's the same thing against ucf just when he gets to the line Mm. Uh, no he did okay he did okay he He did just above 50 percent. he missed some which is at the end of the okay, game. what's his percentage though? I mean, he is not a great free throw <laughs> shooter, so I, he did exactly what you would expect him to do. Yeah, no, I, I get you. he ended up with 20 and six, a heck of a game, played 36 minutes the most on the team. Um, stepped up, he, he's a freaking I tweeted this the other night, he's an elite, he may be the best cutter in all of collegiate basketball. The new the dude knows how to cut to the basket and be open for a layup. Yeah. Like elite. <laughs> he is Cutco cutter. The Cutco need if there's an NIL deal out there, Cutco, you guys need to sign Elijah McCadden because the dude cuts everything. It's pretty <laughs> cheesy. That's almost <laughs> as bad as saying dynamite or something like that. Um I'll tell no, you who I'm... did not have a great game was was Keontae. I, you know, we've been big fans of Keontae for a while now. Which he is, he's really been that second, third guy, and yeah, he did not have a great game. Only two points. He did have four steals yesterday, though. Uh, two points, two boards, zero of three from three, which is very surprising because, you know what? Do you know who leads the conference in three point shooting percentage? It is no longer Landers Nolly the second. Is it Keontae Kennedy? It is. Yours truly. It was a lucky guess. It's not me. It's Keontae Kennedy. He is at uh, 45.5%. Landers is down to 43%. There's a volume difference there, though, right? I mean, I think we should take that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Landers is pulling up six a game at least. Yeah. Landers has taken 97 threes to Keontae's 55 yeah. So Landers is averaging three three made threes a game and Keontae's averaging two. I'll take it though. Keontae yeah. and Kendrick are averaging exactly the same amount of threes, 1.92 a game. Very interesting. Speaking <laughs> of Landers, shout out to uh Cincy getting the win yesterday. Hopefully they bump up a little bit. I don't think they got all the way up there today, but they can win a couple more, might get them up uh, back to a quad one for us. I think this was kind of quiet now that I'm looking at it. Did you know Alex had seven rebounds? He didn't score anything, uh, but seven I saw, boards. I saw okay. yesterday that he led the team in rebounds, which is impressive. No, welcome back. I will say, looking at the team statistics – you shot basically even with them from the field. You shot 40% from three to their 17. And they shot a little bit better from the free throw line. Well, a lot better. Almost 90%. But you That's actually the story. Them. You had more offensive rebounds than them. Assists were even. They had a little more steals. It was, I mean, it was really turnovers and free throws probably. Yeah, I would say those free throws were the – the biggest difference maker. I mean, they got to the line more, but they also hit them, right? They had their efficient guys. I mean, what was it? Eight and nine from Roberts, eight of eight from Sasser. Like, that would be real nice to have. Yeah. I mean, they shot 20% better than they shoot typically. They're like a 70% yeah. free throw shooting team and shot sure. 90% yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I'll just say, like, that's twice now. That's two number one seeds that you've gone on the road and had a chance to win at the end of the game, like you were in the yep. game. 
I mean, we talked about earlier, we were down five with three minutes left. Elijah missed a couple free throws that could have made it a three or two point game. Um, J-Law, unfortunately, missed that sort of up and under layup. That was frustrating. DeAndre DeAndre was two or two from three on the day and had an open three at the top of the key, which I feel like most of the time he takes that three. He ended up trying to drive and then get his fifth foul. So he fouled out for the first time in a while yesterday. But, I mean, you were a couple of possessions away and twice from winning at two different number one seeds. I also saw this today on Twitter. <laughs> um, we scored the second most amount of points in a half against Houston this year, 43 in the second half yesterday. The first yeah. most was Alabama put up 44. Alabama, on, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And to do that without Kendrick. Yeah. And Impressive. Look, I mean, what are we talking about? We, we've we've praised him literally the entire time. Like you lost by what? Was it eight? Yeah, ended up being eight. Yeah. An eight-point game. You don't have your best player. You were supposed to lose by – supposed to lose by 13. I I don't think you could have asked for a better game without Kendrick, honestly. And, you know, we started this off with talking about there's no such thing as a bad loss or a good loss. And I would, I would say this is a good loss. I mean, I I think, I mean, everything agrees with you. So going into yesterday, Lenardi, just from a bracketology, he said a Memphis loss moves them into last four in. Well, given the circumstances and what happened. You look at it today, we're number one in the last four buys. We are one spot from being comfortably in the tournament and off the bubble after yeah. yesterday, after a loss yesterday. You look at Kim Palm, and immediately after the game, we bumped up two spots. We're sitting at 35th today. So just even from like a metric and resume standpoint, like – it's not, it wasn't, I mean, it was, yeah. I don't want to say it's a good loss because I don't think losing is good, but it was, in all other aspects, a good loss. Yeah, it, I mean, look, if Kendrick was there, he had been cooking them, Chef Boyardee style. Like, it it would have been a closer game. I'm not going to say we're going to win outright, but I think Kendrick can come up with eight points, perhaps, right? I think he can, out, he can make up for that. I mean, it obviously is probably going to be a different game. Um, sure. Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I, it definitely felt like if Kendrick had played yesterday, that was a game that we could have won in Houston. So it makes you think come what, March the 5th in FedEx form, you have a fully healthy Tiger squad. Yeah. The rack is crowd. Like it feels like that's a game you should win on your home floor or a very, I mean, you have a real possibility to win that game. To close the year out, and then just <laughs> fingers crossed his ankle isn't looking like a can of busted biscuits or anything like that when he comes to that game. That'd we'll be great. See. They say it's yeah. still day to day. We'll jump into it. We got two games this week Thursday, Wichita State. Uh, I will say this I, th- I think you need Kendrick to play on Thursday. I'm not going to feel real good about going down to going up to Wichita without Kendrick and trying to pull out a dub on the road. I don't know. They almost lost to SMU. I know that. I don't. I mean, they have a horrible home record, actually. Yeah. They are like. <laughs> it's weird, right? They're seven and seven at home. They're not yeah. a good team. I mean, they're not a great team. I guess they're okay. I mean, they, it, they're kind of like us, right? They play some teams closer than they should, and then they lose to teams that they have no business even getting close to, right? I mean, Houston was a nine-point loss, even though it was at Wichita. You know, we just talked about them not being great at home. I guess that's one you can lose. They just, they just won by 14 at Temple. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but that's an anomaly, though. I don't know if you can. They also allowed 89 points to SMU, and SMU's dog water. 
But that's in you two overtime. 75 to Tulsa. Yeah, that Tulsa loss is bad. I mean, oh, I thought they lost to ECU, but they did not. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Who lose lost to ECU? Either. Someone lost uh, ECU recently. This weekend? Uh, maybe it was Cincinnati. I don't remember Cincy now. Cincy lost to ECU. Yeah. Terrible loss. Um, I mean, but yeah, get like people talked about it. You can afford a Houston loss. You cannot afford a Wichita State loss or a no. loss Sunday at home to Cincinnati, which will obviously, I mean, I, that's not going to be a cakewalk at all. Them coming I in here. I think, you know, Landers returning to FedEx form, but you got to take care of Wichita State first. Ken Palm's got it a five point game. They're 114 in Ken Palm and they are. 120 in the net. So this would be a quad one opportunity for them. They are currently 0 and 5 in quad one and they are 1 and 2 in quad two. So they are 1 and 7 in quad one and two. You can't lose that game. So with where you're at actually now, this wouldn't be quad one. We're we're not top 30. It's quad two for them. Yeah, 36 is out of us 36 35. 30s, I think it's 30 for a home game. No, I'm saying, what are we? Oh, uh, we're 41. Okay. For some reason, I thought we moved up. So where you're at now, let's say with the loss to Houston and you win every game but Houston, are you still in? Despite however the conference tournament plays out. Yeah. You feel comfortable? Yeah, the bubble... Is very weak yeah. this year. Teams around us are losing left and right. Um, yeah, I, even if, yeah, I think you win Wichita State, you beat Sensi, you beat SMU, and even if you lost to Houston last game of the year, I think you're still in. Okay. What if you lose to Cincinnati? And then lose to Houston? Yeah. That puts you on the fence, right? I mean, not like not on the fence as in, in the bubble. I mean, like on the bubble of the bubble. Yeah, that's tough. I don't, especially it being a home game. You can't, I don't, that's like, you obviously can't afford SMU because SMU is, they're not good. So bad. Yeah, they're not good. You definitely can't afford that one. But I think Cincinnati, although they are, they're fringe. Cincy like makes it tough. Team, I, I like. think if you lost a close Cincy game and then you still make the American Championship, I think you're in. I think okay. you're in by the the skin on your the chinny your chin teeth. chin. Yeah. I don't have any skin on my teeth, but the skin, the chin, skin, I think you're in. But say you lose to Cincy, lose to Houston, and then lose to Tulane in the semifinals, I don't know that you're making it. You might be a one seed in the MIT. Hmm. But I don't know. I haven't looked at the metrics to look at that. All so I know is me... right now we're pretty comfortably in. Why the hell do we say by the skin of your teeth? What is that? You just like shook uh, you my You said head we. I, I didn't say that. Well, that No, we is in like people. That is like an actual like idiom. I, I, that's a phrase out there. I don't know. Why do we say that? Skin uh, comes origin. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. We'll get it's it actually from us. the Bible. The phrase oh, first wow. appears in English. Uh, it says in Job 19:20. This is. It's in original Hebrew, so I can't read it. But it does, in fact, I escaped with the skin of my teeth. Is essentially what it says. Hmm. Um, yeah, I got. I got nothing. That's a weird as hell statement to make, but did not know that. Yeah, look at that. Those aren't my words, man. Well, you anyway, learned. I think you're in by the hair on your chinny chin chin. Um. All right. In order to be Wichita State, rebound the basketball. Yeah, make your free throws. Second rebound. chance. Yeah, make the free <laughs> it's throws. the key to every game, right? Don't let them get hitty hot from three, and you should be fine. 
I'll be nervous. I want Katie to play, even if it's in a limited. That's fine. Play him limited. But I think he needs to play. Yeah, I feel like it's. I can't tell if it's a good thing or a bad thing that the road to success is the same thing every game, right? Rebound, make your free throws. The rest kind of falls into place. Like, well, that's just focus on this two things. That's just basketball. Well, I know, I know. It, it seems like a cop out to say it, but it it just feels so true with this team because they are horrible at threes. By the way, three forty fifth in the country at three point percentage. If they get hot yeah. from three, we don't deserve to. Jaquan Walton, I think that's really the only dude. I don't even know what his percentage is, but I'm trying to think of anyone on the roster other than him. Okay, man. anyone else? Yeah, perhaps that's bad on me, but. I'm not worried about freaking Wichita State, dude. What are we talking about? Garbage. I just don't. It I will just, be I'm closer. All I'm saying, if we were at full strength, I wouldn't even think twice about it. And maybe I shouldn't still anyway, given how they played the second half yesterday. They know what's, what's the on, on, that on the line. Uh, there's not a spread yet, but Kim Palm has it as a five-point game, so I'm assuming it'll be around six. Around that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Jaycon Walton yeah. shoots 39% Ooh. from three, and then Craig Porter Jr. shoots 33. Those are the really only two dudes. I mean, Flanagan shoots 39 also, but... One attempt a game out? kind of thing? He may, I think he may be hurt. He's only yeah. played 16 games. No, that's that dude. That's the walk-on dude, isn't it? The little dude that went off on us the first game? I don't know. There was somebody. Who am I thinking about? I don't know. I, I keep... Know. Picturing Austin Reeves. I don't know why. <laughs> Obviously not him. Picturing who? Austin Reeves, dude. Pride of Arkansas. He played for uh, Wichita State like what feels like five years ago. We sat next to his parents and they were just yelling mm. for him the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cincinnati, what do you think? Uh I think it's the same. I like it. I mean, it's at home. Landers comes back. I think he tries to do too much. Sure. Which, if you anybody tuned in to the Cincy, uh, Cincy UCF game on Sunday before our game, coming coming down the wire, Landers had a turnover. Uh, They ended up getting the ball tied game, and Landers comes down. And literally starts waving his team off to go ISO, and Wes Miller immediately called a timeout. Drew up a play for DeJulius at the top of the key, and he hits a floater in that game. So I'm hoping we come in Sunday and we get ISO landers. Please. I'll take it all. Please. But no, I think it's the same. I think it's you come out, make them play the same way. Uh, you played in Cincinnati. You yep. uh, <clears throat> you don't let Landers, you don't let Davenport, you don't let DeJulius get their looks from three. You make them force it inside to uh, Lacken and see if that dude can beat you. Yeah. Because he, he, he couldn't the he first time me. around. Why? He's still scares seven me. one. Yes. Who cares. He's just it's just a mismatch. I guess Malcolm's back. So he's kind of he's, he's not he's not beating us by himself. He had 22 and 10 the first game. Didn't matter. I will say I am the opposite from you. I am more worried about Cincinnati than I am Wichita State. And that's just because of they have older players, more seasoned players, I should say, in that instance. So you just never know, right? It's oh, game I'm sure this kind of thing. game will probably be a tougher game, but Especially like Micah Adams Woods only had two points at first. He was one of ten from the field. I don't think that's happening again. No. And honestly, let's be real, they're probably not shooting twenty five percent from three again. Probably not. Who are you putting on on Landers? Alo's back, so I don't know if that changes things. <laughs> I don't think you can put Alo on him. I mean, it's gotta be Elijah, right? Mm, Elijah or Kante, yeah. Trying to think, yeah, we talked about the this. Size. It happened the other day. Keontae at the end of games didn't really see in the floor. 
Yeah, I noticed that. It was it um was it yesterday? It happened yet. It's happened more than once, but yeah, yeah. Most recently yeah. yesterday. I wonder You think he's getting burnt on defense? Penny's pulling him. I don't Benny know. Benny seems is, like a dude he's, who likes that. He's rolling with he's rolling with Jonathan down the stretch. So oh yeah. Because for as a, for Jonathan's defense. For that was a statement. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to shit on Jonathan. I, I, you and I are big proponents of Jonathan. Hell, he threw that wild scoop pass to to Demaria to win the game, essentially. So, play Jonathan. Tap tap pass. Yeah, whatever. I don't even. What do you want to call that? Ooh, my parlay just hit. TJ, that's a bet win for me. It's about time. You've been losing. <laughs> no, I won yesterday. I took us uh, plus thirteen and a half. Okay. All right, so we don't know the line on Cincinnati. Uh, we do not know the line. Kim Palm's got it as Kim a what I tell you, a six-point game. I thought that was for Wichita. Wichita's five. Okay. Um, so 75-70, Wichita's 66% chance to win. 79-73, 71% chance to win uh, at, with Cincy at home. So they're actually would, saying that Cincy will be the easier game. No. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I'm wrong at this all the time. I'm going to say Tigers beat Wichita by nine. And I think the Cincy is probably like a four point win. Something like that. Is that four point? Uh, we get a couple big plays at the end or four point. They kind of hit some threes late and cut it to four. Um, That's what it feels like to me. It feels like it's like a nine point forth. game. And then they hit a couple threes late, and it's like we're in one of those situations where like, oh, gosh, not again. But then we end up pulling it out. Yeah, it, it, I love those, right? Those are hey, fantastic. With Kendrick out, who are, you, uh, who are you asking to shoot free throws at the end of the game? You still think he's out, or are you just asking like – I'm just asking hypothetically. Out, like, who would you do? Uh, Wichita State Thursday, Kendrick is sitting out. Is it Alo? Um, and I'm sh- I know that that's who Penny's gonna make it be, but is that who you would it, have? No, I'm gonna <laughs> hear me out. I'm gonna take Jonathan Lawson a foot behind the stripe. <laughs> we did notice that the other night. <laughs> Why do you shoot so far back, my man? Next time, next hey, time, J-Law, we watch- I, I, JL, if you're listening, we know that you are. I said it's you shot some that were hitting back iron. So you took a step back, and now you're Drano. So if that's the truth, could you just let TJ and I know? That's at TJ from Twitter or uh, at TLasley20. Just let us know if that's the reason why. But we did notice, my man, you are, you're standing Way pretty behind. far back, the uh, charity stripe there. It's the long arms, you know. Uh, I don't know who I would pick because we don't really have the best of free throw shooters. Um, I need to see a recent – free throw percentage chart. I need to see recent metrics like last five games. And I could probably make an assumption. Off the top of my head, I want to say Keontae, but he doesn't play in late game situations. And I, I guess DeAndre maybe, but it feels like he's missed some. Keontae's not good at free throws. So not Keontae. No, I can't say it's fine. Uh, Jaden, surprisingly. Jayden, 79%. Throw Jaden out there. Jaden's surprised. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of attempts, but he makes them when he's there. I, I think that's probably, without Kendrick, that's probably your your most consistent. I mean, Alo is obviously the choice, but we're trying to think outside the box here. What, you don't want flat, flat palm to KO? Um, no, that confuses the hell out of me. If we're being honest, I don't it's understand. A, there is no fl- flex. It's a flick of the wrist. I mean, dude, you remember light as a feather, stiff at his board. That dude's hand yeah, is as game. a stiff as a board when he is shooting a free throw. His Literally hands. the ball is sitting. Let me hold on. Or like this long, like we've lost Trey folks. No, this is, this is a live demonstration. All right, let's see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we I saw it up close. There's no the cupping, night. and it's there's Nothing. no flex to the hand, and you it want confuses it. Look, me. Ko, if you're watching, get a little flexion. Be athletic with it, my guy. 
Grab that ball. You don't want it. We're not doing this. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe they're working on it. Jaden's the answer. Like, yeah, hey, his think... free throws have gotten better, though. He made two oh, straight. Oh, KO? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was definitely somebody every time he got fouled. I'm like, mm, what are we doing here? You guys are just taking a break at this point. Yeah. No, he's getting better. He's definitely getting better. Um. All right. So we talked a little bit about where we stand, bracketology. I was going to fight Lenardi when he said a loss at Houston would drop us into last four in or last. Yeah. But a lot, if Houston had lost, they would just drop from the number two overall seed to the number three overall seed. So I was like, mm, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then today, the dude bumped us up two spots. So uh, I'm not going to fight one already anymore. From a Jerry Palm perspective, I think he's got us a 10 seed. Playing Providence, maybe. Hold on. I think it's Jerry's a, got mm, us a ten seed playing Providence in Des Moines with Baylor as the two. I don't want to be a ten. I kind of like Baylor. I don't want to be with Baylor either. <laughs> I I think obviously for this to happen, you would have to probably lose the Houston game. But you know what seed line I don't mind at all. What's up? The eleven seed. Um, no, they typically update upset the uh, six. Is that what it is? Um, yeah, yeah. But you also 12. you also get a three seed instead of a two. And I don't feel like I feel like we're better than an eleven seed. We've lost a. I mean, what we have seven losses by a combined. Less than 30 points. It's like 28 points or something. Mm. And I'll tell you what, I sent you this earlier today. <clears throat> EvanMaya.com, who uh, is a PhD statistician, ran his first uh, bracket simulation today. Got the TIGs as an 11 seed, making it to the Elite Eight. Booyah, boy. Sign me up for that. I will sign well, that. Sign right, me up for that bracket. Right now. Right this second. So he's got us the 11 seed, actually, which I don't, I would prefer, I would like to be an 11 seed, but I don't want to be in the play-in game. Yeah. He's got us 11 playing Mississippi State in the play-in, but if we win. That would be fun, though. Sorry, DJ. Then beating the six seed San Diego State, beating the three seed Kansas State, beating the seven seed Providence in the Sweet 16. And then get this if this really happens, we're making the Final Four, but losing to Rutgers in the Elite Eight, which we're is not, not losing happening. to Rutgers. No. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> if, if that bracket happens and we are playing Rutgers in the Elite Eight, we are going to the Final Four and we will have potentially the fourth game against Houston in Houston. Wow. How lame is that? That they're going to be a one seed with the Final Four in Houston. That's so stupid. At home? Yeah. So this kind of spins off. Should be illegal. This kind of spins off that. Um, But Jeff Goodman had a, uh, a pod release earlier where he asked, is Penny the right guy for Memphis or right guy at Memphis for the future? What are your feelings on that statement? I mean, just who else the... are you getting? I, no, I mean, I look, I am someone who has bounced back and forth on this for the longest time ever. I'll, I'll be honest. It's just, it's the same thing. Like, you lose some games you shouldn't have, but then you are competitive in games that perhaps you probably shouldn't be. Questionable things that, like, maybe I just disagree with. But, I mean, we've gotten to the tournament. Things are looking good this year. I, I think it's kind of hard to make a call and say that, like, hell no, move away from Penny. Like, it's so, it's so hard to make that call right now. I don't know who you would hire. You're about to have Ole Miss open. You're about to have, um, <laughs> which they think Penny's a possibility. No, he's Get not out of here. That's that's Chris Beard, right? This is beside the point. That's Chris Beard, right? 
Anyway, so I don't know. Memphian, local Memphian, Doc Holiday. Everybody knows Doc. Doc goes at him, comes right at Goodman's throat. Love it. Um, so he came back. I'm trying to read the the tweet itself, where Jeff Goodman said, "Memphis fans are okay with potentially going to the tournament, one going to one tournament in five years and winning one NCAA tournament in four years." Is that a fair statement? I mean, I mean yes, it, it is. It is factual, but I think that's. But keeping, I don't think keeping was ran into the keeping Penny means that you're okay with that. Sure, I don't think anybody's okay with. I mean, yes, we've been we've underachieved, given the talent he's brought in. There's also been some outstanding circumstances that have played into this. But sure, you gotta you gotta. I have to remind myself too. Like he's a first time head coach. This is literally the fifth year. He has coached college basketball. Like, yeah, it's going to take him a little bit to implement his culture and figure things out. He's learning as he goes. And you can see that it's evident in different things. But sure. I think it all boils down to like, I mean, who's better fit for the job? Yeah. I mean, he's getting I, I talent. Don't... He knows basketball. He's capable of coaching kids to be elite defenses we've seen that offensively this was a team that people worried about offensively coming in the year and here we are like the best offense in the conference like i just don't know who else would be a right fit yeah i mean i think it's it's hard to hold the one tournament in five years thing over his head right i mean that james wiseman precious that you would team like had you had that whole team the entire year, like, there's no telling where you would have ended up, right? Yeah. Now, granted, to your point, uh, the the circumstances kind of extenuating circumstances kind of play a part of that. But I do think you have to hit a road of consistency. Not that I think Penny would get fired by any means, right? I think his uh, his long term goal is probably the NBA. It's just an he's NBA leaving guy. on his terms. Exactly, he will leave on his terms. Uh, and we'll just kind of see how this thing plays out. We'll cross that road when we get there, but I, this is just Goodman being Goodman, right? I think that's what we can talk this up as. I mean, look, you can – am I happy being in one tournament in the first no. four years? No. But that also doesn't mean that I don't think that Benny's not sure the future of the basketball program. Like, yeah, I can see improvements. I can see his team getting better. Like, yeah. Am I frustrated we haven't won the conference yet and we play in a two-bid league? Yeah. Am I frustrated we've had two number one classes and didn't do anything but win one NCAA tournament game? Yeah. But he's also only in his fifth year of coaching, so shit happens. Beautifully. Beautifully worded, my man. Jeff Goodman's a freaking goober. Don't ever come on here and read a Jeff Goodman tweet to me ever again. Well, that was more so to incite conversation because I think it is a good question, right? I think that if you were to ask some Tiger – well, I think if you ask some Tiger fans, they would say like, hey, Penny's underachieved. Like, you know, is this really the guy that – even debatable. Like he himself has said that he's underachieved. Like if you're debating that we've underachieved in the last four years, you're just lying to yourself. Like – Sure. We've had two number one overall – that's not – Number one in the conference. That is number one in the country recruiting classes and essentially beat Boise State. And then I know some people are pumped up because we barely lost to Gonzaga, but like you, sh- you shouldn't have been playing this. Gonzaga in the second round given the team that you had. You should have been a top three seed Agreed. last year. So I think it's okay to be not okay with only one tournament appearance and say that we've underachieved, but also still support Penny and think that he's the right guy for the job. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Nothing football Covered. now, but tomorrow. What day is tomorrow? Tuesday, I don't know what today is. February 21st. The schedule will be released. So next week, TJ, we'll have a little bit of a, a schedule to look at for football. Mm. 
we are not far from spring ball either. We are not far. Give me one of these things right or now. What, like, a, or like a month from uh, spring ball. Can't reach it. Never mind. <laughs> We're good. Can't reach it. TJ's trying to get his helmet. I am. It's football season. Um. Hey, shout out mm. to the Diamond Tigs. Can you not get that? That went south real quick. You can't hear me, probably. I can hear you. You can't hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah. You couldn't get that helmet? Say a word. What? You can hear me? I can hear you? Yes. I don't know if you can hear me or not. We're good now. I I just said shout out to the Diamond Tigs, by the way. Oh, that was a good game. Coach Jackson started out two and zero. Oh. Couple games. Um, they didn't get the seasons or the series sweep this yesterday, week. though. Dropped yeah. the uh, third and final game to Samford, but shout out to Eric Jackson and the uh, Diamond Tigs. Yeah, man. That's I don't know how much people follow Memphis baseball just because it's been rock for so long, and I think people got super burned out on rock and just not being good at baseball, but Carrick Jackson seems like just the dude. Like I'd like hang out with him personally. I mean, I, I kind of want to go play for the baseball team. Why? Well, you know, I would be awful at that. So I will watch you from the stands as you play baseball. For the we Tigers. should, we need to get out there. I wanted to go last week. Didn't make it, but uh, we, we need to get out there to FedEx park. I want to see the new park. I haven't seen it. So we saw it when, like, going to football practice and stuff when they were tearing yeah. up the field. But they've got like a video board and everything now. It looks super I, sick. I will tell you the uh, the new field looked fantastic on ESPN Plus the other night. Yeah. So, and at also least from uh, from new the broadcast, it looks good. Oh yeah, those black ones. Yeah, those are pretty. And that's gonna piss off a lot of people because Tigers were blue and gray only. Those are the rules, right? Yeah, whatever. All right, let's get into this beer. This is delicious. Classic. What are we talking about? You said it. OG. It's a great beer. Drink it all the time. Mm. Order at restaurants. I buy 24 packs. My yep. mother-in-law gave me a 24-pack of pints from a party she'd had. What a gift, right? It's a great <laughs> beer. Very crushable. The crushable scale it is off the crushable scale. It's a delicious American Pilsner, 4.5 ounces. Yeah, dude. I don't – I mean, what are we talking about here? This is fantastic. I love it. It is a 8.6. Um, uh, beer can. Uh, that would just be the beer for me. Okay. It's definitely in the 8s. I would say hmm, – I'm going to say probably 8 – I'm teetering between eight four and eight five because I really like this beer. Um, let's say eight five. I really like this one, so I'm gonna chalk it up eight five, eight five, eight five, and eight six. Um, I don't. I mean, the can's fine. I like it. I'll give them credit. I'm still for not the, sure what's going on. I'll give them credit for the uh, bomb though, because like you said, I've always just grabbed this and never really paid attention to the can, but. Uh, Wait, that's wrong way. You guys can't see the bomb, can you? There it is. Gosh, your TikTok light is reflective off that can. There you go. Here's the thing. It's not a TikTok light. It's an LED light. So is it a circle light? No. EJ. It's not. It's technically crescent. What? It's a crescent. Oh, like a crescent moon? Like a half moon, yes. It's only half of a circle. It's bright as hell, dog. Um, I like the can. I don't know. I don't know what's I mean, really it's going not on. My fa- it's a fine at- can. It's not my favorite can. I'm going to go six, seven on the can. I just wish I knew what was going around the words tiny and bomb. Like, what is all that in the background? I think it's smoke. You think that's what it is? Like, just the straight. I don't know what all the... Uh, squigglies are but i think the big yellow cloud is is smoke you're talking about around the bomb around the the word tiny bomb around the word tiny bomb 
I look like fish bones at first. I don't know what the hell it is. Um, what did you say on the can? Let me mark that down. Um, six, seven. Six, seven. So I thought. Um, I'm probably around that. I'm going to say like six, three. I don't know the, I don't know this business. What is all this? That's what I was saying. I don't know what that is. Spaghetti noodles? Like, I don't know what that is. Let me just make sure there's nothing else in here that plays a part of it that we're not thinking about. Yep. Confirmed. I'm going to go 6-3 for the can. So that's 6-7 for the can for you, 6-3 for the can for me, 8.6 for the beer for you, and 8.5 for the beer for me, which is if we did something like a total score, like an average score, that's going to be up there. Yeah, I don't think we've ever done an average, but that would definitely be up there. It's a good brew. I think most would agree. All right, Tej, that will uh, be a wrap on episode 14 for us. I'll see you on the other side. Come to the cold brew, stay for the hot takes. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts. Head over to BluffCityNIL.com for comprehensive coverage of Memphis Tiger Athletics. We will see you back here next week.